Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Empire. Thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the urban sports scene. You are listening to the urban sports scene with myself, Wole, and Will T. Ray Jeezy's out. We are part of Amppire Media, and that's amppiremedia.com. Will T., what it do, my man? Everything copacetic on this end, man. You know, um, long awaited Kanye West album dropped Sunday. Uh-huh. Uh huh. A little bit disappointed. What? Okay, it was this Sunday. I mean, last Sunday, yeah, excuse me. Sunday, you know what? Yeah, this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. It wasn't everything, you know, we expected to be. But, you know, I guess, it, you know, it'll hold us over for our Sunday activity until uh, two weeks from now when the NFL is back. Okay, so you, it was bad. It wasn't a great album. I was expecting vintage Kanye, so I'm gonna go back and like check it out. Uh, uh, no, nah, I mean some of the production on it, uh, you know, it, it wasn't as smooth as I as I thought it would be. Mm. You know, some of the mixes and the production, mm. but you know, um, overall, you know, he he got his message across. You know, trying to, uh, you know create non-secular music, mm-hmm. with, you know, somewhat secular artists. It, it, it's, a, it's kind of a, a, a good mashup, you know. Did uh, He keeps a balance. Was, I, okay, I think I did see something on social media, though. Was Kendrick on, was Kendrick on it? No, I don't believe Kendrick. Okay, maybe not. It. Maybe this Kendrick dropped his own thing. I got to listen to the new, I got to listen to this. I got to go, I have to go search for music again. I've been I've been busy this week over the last couple of weeks. This so the culture, man. What are you doing, bro? Once you know, I've been I've been bumping, dude, stuff, dude. I, the game's been shut down already since Nas came back and Lauren Hill dropped that track. So it don't even matter right now. All this music don't even matter. That album is where it's at anyway. Yeah, King's Disease Two is, is, is tight. I will give you that. Yeah, right. So you with me though, right? And yeah. you know you okay? Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, good. Cause you know we usually don't agree with music like that. You know what I'm saying? We usually don't. But I mean, I mean, in terms of you like new age no. dudes, you can listen to new age dudes. I can't listen to new no, age dudes like I, that. I, I don't know. I, I listen to everything. Yeah, I know. I, I, I reject your premise. New age dudes. <laughs> I listen to. I listen to everything. <laughs> I give everything an unbiased facts. Try. You do. I'm not a fan of some of some things. I am a fan yeah. of. I give you I give you credit. You you are. You do listen to everything, man. I tried though, man. I tried. I tried listening to Future, Two Chains and all them. I mean I like at the same time I like the same time joint with with Future. And that's how old, you know, in terms of when I can listen to Future. And I look at and that was a while ago. I can't listen to that song though. That's my workout song actually. <laughs> You're yourself, man. You're I, 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 
I know, bro. I know. Hey, Empire Media hosts multiple DMV sports podcast shows, such as the John Kahn Report, hosted by ESPN Washington football team insider John Kahn, and Jones Football, hosted by USA Today insider Mike Jones. You can subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. This still can be found on Podcast DC, the new local app in the in the DMV region. Download Podcast DC app to hear all of the Empire shows as well as other great content. Don't forget to tweet us at Urban Sports Scene and hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Also join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene Sports Bloggers, Sports Podcasters, and Sports Debates. Will T. Let's get into our tradition. Game. Here's what we have on tap. Co-host of the Football Garbage Time Podcast, Full Press Washington Coverage Podcast, and Ref the District Podcast, Trevor Stores will join the show to talk about the Washington football team cutting down their roster to 53. That was a lot. Like my man Trev is on a lot of freaking podcasts. He's a busy man. I know, He's right? The hustle is man. the hustle is real, bro. Uh, at 8:30, we'll talk about some of the notable NFL rookies uh, we've seen during the preseason. Finally, finally, we'll talk about Ben Simmons asking to be traded and the Lakers signing point guard Ron John Rondo. You could tell that was a favoritism move by myself. All right. <laughs> right there, we have co-hosts of the Football Garbage Time Podcast, Full Press Washington Coverage Podcast, and the ref, and the ref, the, the District Podcast. Trevor Stories, I'm sorry, Trevor Stories on the line. What's good, Trevor? And welcome to the Urban Sports Scene. Oh, what's up, guys? How you doing? It's good to be back. Uh, I was on All Gold Burgundy, everything, Wole, so now I'm part of Urban Sports Scene for round two. I'm ready to get it. Thanks yeah, for having man. Me, guys. And you get to meet Will. This is the like yeah. this is it, like this is what you, when you get yeah, to. Yeah, I mean they don't they don't allow you to do the other uh, content, but you know you gotta get your contract good, renegotiated. Well, you gotta get your contract renegotiated. Uh, what contract? <laughs> yeah. See, see, Trev, you start something. You start I beef right now. Get an agent first of all. Hey, yo, yeah, see, Trev, okay. see, Trev, you start some NWA stuff right now, bro. You can't be doing that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you can't come on this show. I'm not tampering. I'm not tampering. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, Trev, we know about the Football Garbage Time podcast with Hakun Wan, but uh, can you can you tell our listeners about the Ref the District podcast and the Full Press Washington coverage podcast? Yeah, so I'm going to start off with Full Press coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, they're actually the reason why I'm, I'm, I started this whole sports journalism journey. Uh, George Carmi gave me a chance to write some articles for his team. I've got about seven articles, something like that, out mm-hmm. for him. We just recently started up a, a audio and visual podcast we got two episodes out now on youtube check those out mm-hmm. so we're just getting started with that big things coming for that podcast and then uh after being on your show while they all burgundy gold everything and football garbage time rep the district met those guys at training camp they wanted me to be on their show i went on the show a couple of times they liked me so much that they made me a co-host about a month ago so awesome. i'm a part of that we talk all dc sports on that podcast wizards nationals capitals uh, Mystics and of course the Washington football team but uh, we kind of tend to favor we favor the Washington football team at least as of right now because that's in season but mm-hmm. like I said we cover all DC sports you can find us on all social platforms with, for all these podcasts Apple, Spotify, iTunes or on YouTube uh, we post live on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube on our shows on Thursday nights and 
uh, full press coverage pod. It's just a random night thing right now. We don't have a set schedule, but we will soon. And uh, football garbage time audio. Yeah, you guys know about that on mm-hmm. Monday night. So I'm out here. Grind I, is real. I see. We see, man. And if you need to talk about anything Nationals, Will is your Nationals guy. Will loves the, he loves the Nats. He's the Nats fan on the, on the team. Okay. Into F- FYI. Hey, so Will, real quick about that. How do you feel about uh, trading away the entire team real fast? Uh, I, I mean, you know, listeners of this show <laughs> know that I came out with the opinion that uh, – my that that the whole that you had to you had to start new you had to let it either you had to let it all go I, they just wasn't yeah. this team the way it was built was not uh, built to be in contention for a World Series pennant and if you're not in it for a World Series pennant then you might as well just hit the yeah. reset button and start over. That's a that's a good opinion. A lot of uh, on ref the district they they hate it. <laughs> they think it was the biggest <laughs> the dumbest move in the world, especially with Trey Turner. But hey, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, don't give me. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I definitely could understand, uh, you know, how fans would be disappointed with the Trey Turner move. I, you know, uh, I was of the opinion that he was the one guy you should have kept. I, I, I believe that you, you made the right decision to get rid of Schwar, uh, Schwarber, uh, Scherzer, get rid of Scherzer, um, you know, Brad Hand, uh, you know, those guys, but you know. Trey Turner, not so much, but you know that's that's for another day, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so Will's on you, bro. You on tap, Will? Oh man! <laughs> that is? Oh man! Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Washington made final cut today. Any surprises, Trevor? Yes, I got two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think it's a pretty consistent of the two. Jimmy Moreland, first of all. Um, I never, I never saw that coming. Honestly, I thought mm-hmm. they would keep him on at least for depth in the in the slot. But I guess our our defensive back room is so versatile that we can afford to get rid of him. He showed he, I think he was better his rookie year than he was his last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a, he was an excellent run defender as a cornerback, which is kind of surprising. He liked to meet a lot of guys at the line of scrimmage. That was nice. But and he had a couple of interceptions in camp that kind of got him the name of people's corner. And then last year he just kind of digressed a little bit. But I didn't think enough to not make it. This, year, this season, so mm-hmm. that was surprising. And then, honestly, Antonio Gandy-Golden. Um, just because the team all season was praising how good he was and how his, his size was a, great, a good trait to have and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And then they cut him. I wasn't surprised personally because mm-hmm. I, never, I never saw any of that that they <laughs> saw in him. But I guess to the whole Washington fan base, it's a surprise because the coaches seem to be really high on him, but he's gone, so... Those are my two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Go, Will. Did Cam, did Cam Sims get cut? No, he made the no, team. No, he did not. He made the team. Yeah, that's my guy, man. I've been, I've been, pra- I've been singing his praise for a long time. Good for you, All man. To really take it to the next level. You Good. Know what Good for you, Will him, T. But, you know. Good for you, Will T. I think Cam. That's my point. That's your head, man. That's <laughs> my thing. He no. was my surprise cut, honestly. I thought he was going to get cut. Who, Cam? Yeah, I really thought so. I knew he wasn't going to get cut because he didn't play the last preseason game. So then I was like, all right, he's probably he's safe. Because um, so, I, was, I was surprised he didn't play uh, the last preseason game, to be honest with you. Um, Gandy Golden was surprised he got cut, but not really surprised in this aspect. It's like if you do cut him, there's a high chance that he can make the practice squad. I know a lot of people are like, mm-hmm. they're looking at him like, oh, he can, someone's going to claim him. But that's, you know, a lot of times in this fan base, we kind of, 
are overly in love with our own. Um, and yeah. I just think that a lot of teams, if you look at situations where, you know, other receivers are getting cut and released and whatnot, you know, you, a lot of fan bases can say the same. So, I mean, he, let's, let's just be honest. He didn't produce that much as, he didn't produce any, like, like I saw what you tweeted. He didn't produce anything his rookie year. Um, and then wow. you didn't really get to see anything in preseason. Um, so what can you really go off of unless you were in love with him while he was on Liberty? To be honest with you, I don't see a threat to say, Oh, someone's going to snatch him. The same thing with Cam Sims when he was released. You know, some people saw him play. They saw him ball out in preseason. When they released him, it was, oh, you know, somebody's going to snatch him. No one snatched him, right? No one really snatched him. So he was, he came back. So I just see it the same way. Um, so it's a guy that you can bring back, um, and, you know, kind of continue to work on him while with the practice squad. If, I mean, if he clears uh, waivers, which I expect him to, I expect him to clear waivers, to be honest with you. Um, I personally think he's better than Cam Sims, but that's just, that's me. And I know that there's, there's a, there's, I just, I just see more ability uh, in terms of catching the football on an average rate. Um, but you, but that is what it is. That's neither here nor there. Neither dude was going to play like that anyway in the regular season, to be honest with you. When you have, I'm actually, uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go, go. I'm actually I'm actually wanted Kelvin Harmon to stay. I thought he showed more in yeah. practice and last season than AGG. No, he's been all of them. Not even giving him a really look. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he was a good blocking wide receiver, mm-hmm. great hands. He was a pretty good route run. He was strong, physical, mm-hmm. and they just didn't give that man a chance coming off a torn ACL. I think that was he kind of got the raw end of a deal on that one. So no, I agree. I think, I think to your point with even that, like, like if you really want to be honest in terms of production, right. When they got, when it, they all had an opportunity and all, all healthy who showed more promise, uh, it would be Harmon. Um, just unfortunately that he had that ACL injury. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree. That's a, that's a fair valid point. I, I, I just think that it all really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things for this roster in terms of playing time. I mean, you have, you're going to have scary, you're going to have scary, a scary Terry. You're going to have, um, Deami Brown, yep. Samuels, uh, Humphreys. So to be real, like chances for that receiver and barring injury, whoever has that extra, extra slot, one playing time will be scarce. And, and Deami Brown is, the, if you look at what he does as a football, as a wide receiver, he, he, he's pretty, he does pretty well with getting those high contested, uh, catches, right? He got, that was his thing in college yeah. with his speed and he showed that even in preseason. So to me, it's like, all right. Really, in the grand scheme of things, people talk about the big receiver, but they're going to be very limited within this offense, just from what I've seen already in the preseason. And you mentioned Jimmy Moreland. I was surprised. I mean, I'm still surprised because there's certain players on this team that, to me, aren't better than Jimmy Moreland. Um, but they cut him. Uh, you know, you got Apke, who's playing, who moved the cornerback. He's still on this roster. And I, and I, and I hear the special teams talk, but I think Brian, Brian Mitchell said it early on his rate on his show. And I and I totally agree with them. It's like Abke. Everyone says he can do a little bit. Uh, he can do a little bit of everything. He can play special teams. He play cornerback and safety. But at the grand in the grand scheme of things, those things that they're referring to, he doesn't play well. And you can say special teams, he's yep. good, but he's not special as a special teamer. He's adequate. And you can say to your point, you can say that. Jimmy can do that, and a guy who else was was cut was Jeremy Reeves. I think Jeremy Jeremy Reeves yeah, is a better safety. Yeah, he's a better safety, and also he's a better and special teams. He can play. He can play teams. It goes to the point where, again, Apke isn't that Apke could be better, but he's not that much more better than Reeves in special teams. And spe, and Reeves is a way better safety than Apke. See, I I 
I I think Jimmy uh, Jeremy Reeves was a fan favorite because he was a funny guy, good personality, and they were high. I think on that interception of, of the last game of the season last year, when mm-hmm. it was just a blatant errant throw and it was given to him. But I just think if you want to make it as a safety, we have other safeties on the team that are way better than him. I yeah, hate I'll, to admit it, but mm-hmm. I really agree. And people think that he shouldn't have not have been cut, but you got DeSadre Everett, Bobby McCain, Landon Curl. I mean, sorry, Cam Curl, Landon Collins. And then you got Jeremy on the outside looking in. Like, I don't see him fitting in that group at all. Shazer Everett, people questioning him, but he has a C on his chest for a reason. Yeah, he should make uh, the same They're not going to get rid of him. Yeah. So I just think they made a good choice by cutting Jeremy Reeves. He's he's okay, but he's mm-hmm. just not he's not as good as people thought he was. I don't think. Oh, I'm not. I'm just comparing him to Avki. Everybody's compared to Avki. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even though it is Trapkey season, y'all, yeah. it's Trapkey season. Obviously, but I'm just saying. It's, I'm just compared <laughs> to that dude, man. Just you know, it is what it is. I feel like certain individuals <laughs> on this football team have like something on Coach Rivera because you got Hopkins and Avki got right? jobs, man. They got jobs. All good. All praise to them. Though. They're probably nice guys, though. They're probably nice guys. <laughs> Well, you can take the next segment, bro. I think I'm done now, Will. Too. <laughs> Come on, Will. <laughs> no, I'm not asleep. I mean, you know, if, if we're following, if we're following, you know, kind of this outline. I know, I know. It's it's, it's really on me. It ain't Will. It's it's on me, man. I I, I apologize. Uh, you know, <laughs> my bad, Will. My bad, but, Will. You know. Anyway, you know, let, let's pause you for the, the contract, call. Bro. You're listening to the urban. Yeah, I mean. This, this is what happens when it's free labor. You know what I mean? You want better, you want better product, you know. My God. All right, I'm hey. done with that. I ain't going to tamper no more. I'm done. Oh, man. All right. You are listening to the Urban Sports Team, part of Empire Media. That's empiremedia.com. We are chatting with Trevor Storrs, co-host of Football Garbage Time Podcast, Full Press Washington Coverage Podcast, and Rest the District Podcast. Hey, hey Will, right. I do apologize. That's, it's, it's on yeah. me. I just saw I saw the out. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, hey, listen, man. Let's let's get let's let's go back in time to last Friday, the Ravens game. Um, okay. Did the last preseason game against the Baltimore Ravens change the fate of some of the players, or do you think that the coaching staff already made their minds prior? to that third preseason game? Um, I think it impacted it, especially with the cornerback spot. Uh, Rivera mentioned that Darrell Roberts had a good past two weeks, especially in the Ravens game. He shined a little bit. And Torrey McTire has been shining all offseason, OTAs, minicamp, training camp, and preseason until he got injured with a concussion. And I think that's the reason why Jimmy Moreland was kind of pushed to the side because other guys stepped up to the plate and kind of did what they were expecting Jimmy Moreland to do. So I think that kind of played a little bit um impact on that. And with the Jared Patterson, Peyton Barber on this team, but when, once he had that whiff on the pass block and ran for no yards on a short yardage down, um, I think Jared Patterson, with his pass blocking and the way, what he's done in preseason so far, kind of stamped his position. And the Ravens game was the final final straw for Peyton Barber, so. Were you scared? I'm happy to see Go well. Patterson made the roster. Uh, he's yeah, a local, yeah. he's a local PG mm-hmm. County guy. So I, I, you know, I was happy to see that he, you know, made it on. He made it past the um, final cuts per se. Let's see if he's still on the active roster come week one. But I'm definitely rooting for that guy. Right. No, I'm rooting for him too. Um, were you scared for him though when he had those drop passes? I, I, I kind of, I was, yeah. I was kind of shook for him. I was like, I don't know now. <laughs> no, he was, he looked really shaky. Yeah, but, uh, he'll get better. 
No, yeah. No, I like him. I, I, I said this before. I think that to me, just in terms of playing running back, I just think he's the best natural runner on the football team. Um, I, I, to me, Peyton, ba- Peyton Barber messed up when he decided to lose weight. That was the only thing he had going for him was being a bigger back, and he lost yep. some weight. And to me, I mean, if you're going to lose weight, then get faster, and you were still slow, so then it defeats the purpose. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, then you're not a power back. Now you're a slow, you're a slower, skinnier back. Okay. Yeah. You, yeah, cool. Yeah, you kind of messed yourself up. <laughs> I don't think he, he ain't been good since he left Tampa Bay, to be quite honest. Yeah, he hasn't. But you know what? For them last season, though, that role was great. Yeah. Like, he he was yeah. great at that role. Like, getting the short yardage if you needed to kind of get a touchdown at, at the one-yard line where, you know, you saw Gibson kind of struggle a little bit. Initially, got better as the season went on. But um, Peyton Barber got those tough yards and, and fairly, you know, fairly consistently, right? Um, so, you know, once he decided to lose, drop the weight, he kind of lost that edge. I was like, all right, bro, like, what are you doing? Yeah. You want to loose it back? Like, you, I mean, bro, you slow. It's okay. You got to claim what you are. You got to claim what you are. You can't. Right. Chop. You got a job, too. You, you got a job. job yeah. You, you had a job. Say it again, bro. You had a job. You had a job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no knock, but. He got fired on his day off. Like, how you get Bruh, don't do that to him. Off. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that too but now to your point to your point like uh you know cornerbacks did step up you know what i'm saying though i still think um like jimmy had a bad game though i watched that like jimmy had a bad game like his last game was a bad game like that priest he didn't play well that priest he was getting beat that preseason game but still didn't think he was gonna he get did. cut over um what's it the it was that Darryl other corner daryl daryl what Daryl Roberts. Yeah, Daryl Roberts. I didn't think he was – I still think Jimmy was better than Daryl Roberts. But, yeah, I mean, Jimmy did – his last game wasn't that – his last preseason game wasn't good. And so Reeves, too, to be honest with you. Reeves' last preseason game wasn't good either. So, um, that I think that kind of played a part. Uh, but all in all, to a certain extent, I do think they had their their minds kind of made up. But I I think for the, for yeah. definitely for for Jimmy, I think Jimmy's – play i think jimmy though i do think the last preseason game kind of ended his fate though because i just thought it, he didn't because he was he, playing a lot he's playing a lot but he just wasn't playing well and that's and coming off of what we saw like you said the rookie year and i thought last season he was fair i thought he was good for what they tried to make him do um but but the preseason like that last preseason game was like ugh. and that's it was it's a sign when you got to play for a long time it's it's, it's, not, it's definitely mm-hmm. a sign um but yeah um it is what it is. Uh, that it, it was a terrible preseason game anyway. Yeah, exactly. It was a terrible preseason game anyway. So, well, let me ask you this, Trevor. Speaking of that last preseason game against the Ravens, um, the Ravens uh, suffered a significant injury with J.K. Dobbins, um, starting running back. Mm-hmm. What's your take on you know got on coaches playing? starters you know in those last in that last preseason game for more than just like a series or half a series i think i think the league should come out with a, ma- a mandated rule that starters can only play a series or two last preseason game because that's that was just ridiculous like it's a no-brainer you're playing a meaningless game you already know who jk dobbins is you even you already know who lamar jackson is like why is there even a reason for them to suit up and and show out and playing the last preseason game and this is what happens uh i hate it for jk dobbins i mean yeah it could have happened in practice it could have happened in regular season but like it happened before he even got to show what he can add to the team this season the regular season and 
it looks bad. It looks bad on John Harbaugh. It looks bad on the organization. But then again, you have other teams who play starters, and they don't get hurt, and they're like, yeah. I don't see the problem. So it's a double-edged sword, but I personally think you should not play your starters in the last preseason game, whether it's three games, four games, two games, whatever. I don't think it should happen. Well, I was about – yeah, I was about to ask you because, you know, now we, we – the NFL – not we, but the NFL has gone to three preseason games. So, there's you know, there's like two weeks uh-huh. in between, you know, um, actual game action to, until the season starts. Do you think that, you, you know, even with that change in the, in the schedule, you still don't think that that's a good idea? I don't. Um, I think – do you need – yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a good idea because just like for this example right now, it's you just lost your star running back, um, and and pretty much whatever the last preseason is preseason game is, whether it be four game schedule or three game schedule, you're not going to be going against the deep the the ones on defense. So what's even the point of putting yeah. your starters out there to go against? That was my fours? point. Yeah, that like that's that's doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's like, what are you going to – my thing about, like, because you already knew the plan of Coach Rivera. They, that was already pretty much broken down, the plan was. And yep. if you're if you're, uh, John, if you're uh, John Harbaugh, it's like, all right, you, you're putting Lamar Jackson and J.K. Dobbins or your offense out there to play against basically second, third stringers. So what are you really going to learn from it? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you not yep. – the competition level isn't even in the same. So, all right. Not even close. Yeah, so – Basically, you're going in. I, I guess you said you can go in fresh or whatever, but you're better off. You can do that. You can have honestly. You can have that type of. You can have a better show, a better test by practicing against your own rather than practicing against exactly. that. Playing against that. Exactly. That's the. Cause that was Mark my. Jackson got sacked. What if he would have got like tackled and went down funny or something? That yeah. would have been awful as well. So like. <laughs> yeah, it just would have made more sense to me if he if they, if they, if say both teams are playing ones. It, then, then I would have been like, all right. Even though if an injury happened, you know, I wouldn't be in favor of it. But if an injury happened, mm-hmm. if I would be like, all right, at least you're testing yourself. Like, all right, you're you're testing yourself before the season. Like you're going against co- high level competition to get you ready for the season. But if you're going against guys who, but what if, go ahead, will? But what about the argument or the counter argument that you know the same thing could have happened in practice? You know, if you're going for you know, you yeah, I agree. speed and practice and you have that and you have that injury. Yeah, yeah. So what what's the what's I guess what's from your perspective, mm-hmm. both of you gentlemen's perspective, I guess what's the, the different different uh the different differentiating factor, mm. excuse me. Uh, between, you know, a a game that means nothing or a practice that means something because you're trying to prep yourself and get better. I guess for me, I would say this is that if you're going in practice in, in this situation, at least you're going against, you're going against your own ones. So that means you're prepped. Like if I'm Baltimore, I'm going against probably right. better, the best, one of the best defense in the NFL. So I'm get, I'm getting set. I'm getting ready. Like my skill set's going to definitely be better than playing the Washington football team. Second, second, third unit. So that's right. going to, I'm going to be more ready and more ready to go, I'm good with that rather than just playing against third dudes who just try to make a football team, like who don't even have – who aren't guys who are Pro Bowl caliber or starters or whatever. These are guys, these are individuals who are just used for depth. You know what I'm saying? So if anything, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with then just practicing against my – practice who I'm practicing, having to practice game um, in, at practice rather than just, you know, playing against a, the Washington scout team or something. 
Yeah, I'm with you, Wale. Like, practice, as crazy as it sounds, but I think it means more than what the last preseason game means. Mm. Um, you're going up against your own squad, like Wale said, and you're preparing for that. They're going up against an elite defense that you're going to face all season. It might not be the same exact, but they can at least replicate it because your, mm. your starting defense is, is amazing. But then when you bring them out to go against threes and fours, people are looking to make the, the first initial cut, at least, or second mm. initial cut, and you have your ones out there, it's, it's a waste. Because, mm. like you said, the defense is not going to provide them with any ch- any kind of challenge. It's already a vanilla defense in preseason anyway, so how, how much are you really going to test and study on your ones against no names? Mm. And especially the more like established veterans who've already been here or like really special playmakers that are known for sure the spot is safe and known that they're a starter. Like there's no reason Lamar Jackson should have even gotten a rep and JK like there's just no reason. Mm. I just feel bad. I do feel bad for as, as a Michigan fan, you know, JK Dobbins is an Ohio state player. Um, I do feel bad for the kid. Cause I have my, when I have him on my fantasy football team and that kind of pissed me off. Right. So will, so will, yeah, he's on my, he's on that. So we're all in that football garbage time, uh, fantasy pocket, I mean, fantasy football league. Will we're all in this, Trev, okay. and Will, and yeah. we're all in the same league. So, yeah, I drafted J.K. Dobbins, and now I'm screwed. You know what I'm saying? And now, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Thank you, John. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, John yeah, Harbaugh. You know what I'm saying? He's kind of, he kind of, you know, he he, he he is the enemy of my, he is the enemy, he is my enemy right now. Big, you know, real talk, because that, that's kind of jacked up for me. But, uh, Trev, before I let you go, um, I want to ask you a question about some of the other cuts. Do you see any players – players outside the Washington organization who's been cut by other teams that this team may be interested in? Um, I haven't really studied that quite yet, okay. but I saw before I jumped on here, circling on Twitter, Bernardrick Ken- McKinney, the linebacker yeah, who played in Houston for a while, and then I was just cut by Miami. I think he's a, a, a nice prospect to help out that awful depleted linebacking group that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should – focus on yeah definitely linebackers that are getting cut but i haven't really seen any noticeable names by other teams that are cut that could help us at least like mm. there are definitely noticeable names but i don't see that it can help us so right now as no but like you said we got two weeks till week one mm-hmm. more waiver stuff to come more moves to come this week so we'll see what happens but yeah. right now i'm just going to say mckinney the linebackers off the top right now and you say kj Wright, who's just out there who hasn't been yeah, cut KJ he's out there right he's out there but <laughs> Wale and i reached out to him he ain't, he ain't responding back it's like he's good living in the hood chilling he's got money he's a little older of a linebacker too and also i've seen this on twitter and people make a good point if he was that valuable how come he hasn't been in camp yet how come mm. no team has picked him up and then I know I saw another tweet say, oh, maybe he wants a lot of money. No, he wants he money. Give him all the money that he thinks he's worth. He so. wa- yeah, he wants money. That's what it is. He wants money. Well, I, I don't necessarily think that's 100% the case, right? Because you yeah. think about it, if a, a veteran, I think, who has at least five years in the league, if you sign them before week one, then their contract is automatically guaranteed. If you mm. sign them after week one, then their contract isn't guaranteed. Facts, that's so true. I think that may be some of the thinking of, some of the NFL executives, you know, prior to them reaching out to him, and I and I probably, you know, he's a guy who could still help a he could still help a team. Oh, definitely. You may see him on someone's roster on week two. I I think KJ Wright still play ball. I think he can play at a high level. Oh, for sure. I think he would if he came. And then they decided if they pulled the trigger and brought him here, he would easily be a starter. Put it that way. He would easily be a starter. Yep. 
Um, KJ Wright you is take John Boston's spot right now. Easy in a second. In a second. No knock on John hey, Boston. Quick before I go, go ahead. I have a question. With uh, Ask do what? we want Cam Newton? Do we want Cam Newton? <laughs> nah, I mean I like you know I'm a, I'm a pro Cam dude. Everybody know I'm pro Cam. Uh, but I no not here. Uh, it just won't, wouldn't work out. It just it's just not a move for this organization. You know what I'm saying? I agree with you. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think um, you know. At this point in time, it's the right time to bring in Cam Newton. I thought that they were going to do it. I thought, mm-hmm. you know, I thought the possibility of him signing with Washington was 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 going to be good. You know, prior to this, you know, prior to them signing Fitzpatrick. But, mm-hmm. Right. That, and I, if Ron doesn't want him, and he's the one who drafted him, that means you know there's something that we all don't know. If Ron doesn't want him because he drafted. Him. Yeah, and so I think just Ron. Yeah. I, th- all, I think that that, could, that plays a part. And also, I think Ron is just ready for a new chapter. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and mm-hmm. when you bring in the, the when you bring in a Cam Newton to any organization, especially you're trying to bring in um your, eventually your, your goal is to get a younger quarterback down the road. It just doesn't it just doesn't work. It's just something about that. It's just not a good mesh. You know what I mean? It's not a, nothing against Cam or whatever. It's just that you're trying to go a different route. You want to kind of go to the new phase of your career, right? And you've been linked with this guy for such a long time, so it's just not the move to to, to make. So, I wish Cam the best, man. Uh, you know, what I'm saying you, so many great moments with Cam. Just watch, as a football fan watching the dude. So, just wish him the best. All right, so Trey, before we let you go, how can how can folks catch you catch your show again? You told us earlier, but also how can they catch you on social media? Uh, social media, I'm on Twitter at Trev Stores WFT. On Instagram, I'm uh, Trev underscore stores. You can find me on Football Garbage Time Podcast on all podcast platforms, mm-hmm. Rep the District, all podcast platforms, and full press coverage, Washington.com for my articles. And like I said, we're starting up a podcast too, two episodes out now on YouTube. So you can just find me everywhere. Send me a message, link up. We'll discuss ball. And you guys, also, if I want to come back on here and talk NBA because <laughs> I, I definitely want to be a part of that. And okay. all I want to say before I go is the Lakers are going to win the championship this year, hands down. I love it, Trey. I'm talking about. Not just because of Ole, but it's just it's obvious. I, it is very obvious. It's, it's very obvious. Right? I don't think it's that obvious, but I, I, welcome, I welcome you to come back. <laughs> the entire team could, could start if they want to, literally. <laughs> You could pick the anybody on that team, team and put a starting put, put a starting five. The entire team, anybody. out of the entire twelve players, nine of them are almost my age. That's fine. There's no sense. Tom Brady no is forty four. Tom Brady is forty four. Why we be? Why we doing ageism, Will? We will. Tom we, Brady is forty four. Doesn't eat cheese. <laughs> LeBron is a genius, bro. If you you got to start watching him every time he talks to somebody on the slide when he's playing against him or whatever, covers his mouth or whatever, you know exactly what he's doing. And it's something about when people come to play with LeBron. It changes the whole ammo of how they used to play, and they lock in, and they win championships. You'll wait. It's going to happen this year. I, I'm with you, Trey. Yeah, I don't think I, – I don't necessarily – I, <laughs> I do look forward to it because I, I think we're on a collision course with seeing uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn versus L.A., and I think this yeah. will be one of the – if both of these teams do make it to the final. It'd be one of the highest rated finals we've seen in a long time. Definitely, totally. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna front Wale. It also depends on on health. It de- always. If the Lakers man. are healthy. 
Always, man. The win. Always. But if you know, like he said, they do have a couple old bodies on there. So look, man, we look, we'll man. See, look, look, I'm all, as long as you can still put the ball in the hoop, man. I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I'm sick of ageism, man. I hear it all the time. As an individual now who's in, who's of their age, and I feel like when I hear people talk about, oh, this person's too old, I'd be like, hey, as long as this this person can still either throw a football, or he can still hoop, or or hit a baseball, um, or or even score a goal, whatever. Like, hey. We don't need this. We need to stop talking about age. Just keep doing your job. Yeah. <laughs> discrimination. Will. Exactly, man. You know what I'm saying? No, it's not discrimination, no. man. It's, I'm just it's, messing you with you. It's fact. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, LeBron is still one of the best players in the league, and he's what? 36, 37? He's 37. 37 years in the league, too. 37, you know what I'm saying? Hey, and we don't – I'm just saying, bro. I know Father Time is undefeated, but I'm just saying. It is what it is. Hey, Trev, man, appreciate you for being on. We're gonna get yeah, you back on, bro. That's a, that's a given, all right? Yes, sir. All right, man. Yeah, take all right. I appreciate it. No problem. Take it easy, my man. All right, man. Take care. Nice to meet you, Will. All right. My man nice Trev. Nice to meet you too, bro. Again, you can follow Trev on Twitter at TrevStoresWFT. That's at TrevStoresWFT. All right, there there have been some exciting rookies ball in the preseason. We'll talk about talk about a few after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports thing. The ages. Yeah, dig. On Empire Media. On EmpireMedia.com. <laughs> Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah! For the first time, it's going down history, baby. New 3-6 Mafia. You are listening to the urban sports scene with myself, Wole, Will T, Ray Jeezy is out, and we are part of Ampire Media. That's AmpireMedia.com. And the entire NFL, which rookies have, have impressed you the most during the preseason? Uh, I've liked, I mean, I'm biased. I mean, I finally, I saw he played ball this last game. I like, I like Trevor Lawrence. I'm a big fan of Trevor Lawrence. Uh, just think that he's the best quarterback in the draft. Uh, so, and just, you know, I just hope that Urban Meyer doesn't mess him up, but I was impressed with him. Also, I was impressed with, um, he's a backup, but I've liked him a lot. Um, when I was watching the Colts play, um, 
Ellinger uh, for the he's the he played in Texas last year. He was a Texas quarterback last Texas Longhorn quarterback. Yeah, he he balls dog. He he can play pause. He he can he can do the darn thing, man. I was very impressed with uh, what I saw from him. He has a great command. I heard somebody compare him to Colt McCoy. Um, and I was like, that's a bad comparison because Colt McCoy, when he was in Texas, had nothing but talent around him in terms of NFL talent at the skill position. He didn't have that much uh, NFL talent around him. I mean, for Texas has talent, but not a lot of, you know, first round picks in terms of what we've seen in the past in Texas under the Colt McCoy, Vince Young era. Um, but this kid, this kid, he just has a command of the huddle, command of the, the offense, and he's just a baller. He's a he's a winner. And you can just see it like he has it. Now, will he, I don't know if he'll ever become the starter for the Colts if, you know, something happens with Carson Wentz, but I saw something special in Duke. And, 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 and a lot of these rookies look good, though, to be honest with you. How about yourself, Will? Uh, out of all of the rookies, um, Like I said, I haven't watched a lot of preseason football. Okay, how about how about this? Who was your favorite? Go ahead. Have, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, but all right, how about this for you? Who was your favorite? Or out of all the rookies that you, if which who who you oh, saw that, that impressed you the most? Who impressed me the most? Yeah, uh, Matt Jones. See, you like Matt Jones? See, Matt and, uh, Jones is the guy. Okay, and you, and he, I we, mean, he impressed me the most. Okay, he impressed me the most from this standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. What when you look at what. You know, and this is me watching, you know, the couple of clips yeah, I've seen. Uh-huh. Um, um, they look like they would, what they were doing offensively was what they used to do with Tom Brady. Got you. I got you. I'm which is a lot of empty gun, Mac Jones calling the protection, changing the protection, and having one or two plays at the line of scrimmage and decide which one was the right, was the right one to go to. Uh-huh. Right. Um, with Cam Newton, a lot of the a lot of what they did when he was under when he was the quarterback was they had Cam Newton under center and not out in the shotgun getting the ball out quickly, which was what they did with Mac Jones. So to me, it looked like as if they were doing more of traditionally what they had been doing in the past. Mm. That's what that's what was so impressive to me about him, and you know also his ability. To, you know, I saw a couple of deep ball a deep deep throws that he connected on. Yeah. Um, I liked, let's see, I, I liked, I mean, Mac Jones is fine. I mean, oh, if folks don't know, you know, that's the reason Cam was cut and we talked about Cam and Mac Jones is now going to be the starter for the, the new England Patriots. Um, I didn't, I wasn't, a lot of people were impressed with his first game. Well, against Washington, I wasn't because I think he averaged like 4.6 yards a pass, and you know everybody was gassing it up on on social media, and I was like, all right, it's 4.6 yards a pass, and all right, it's not that difficult. It's nothing special against the second, third string team uh, of Washington. Um, then you know the last couple games against the Eagles, he, he played well against the Eagles, and I want to say he played against I forgot the other team he played against, but um, he had a good, he had he had a good game, good performance. Um, so it's nothing to go against. Nothing to speak negatively about, but I'm going to be interested to see how he how he performs against uh, the first unit because he hasn't really been seeing the first unit uh, while in the Giants. Yeah, he played well against the Giants, so that that was the third team. Um, so we're going to get yeah. to see him have an opportunity to play against the, the the first unit. So that's going to be the test for him to see how he plays against the first, the first unit, and then we'll see if he's like Brady ish or not. You know, Brady that was a different NFL. 
you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, he's they remind he they are they like to compare him to Brady. Brady's a different quarterback mentally, a different quarterback, uh, physically yeah. even a different quarterback. To be honest with you, um, in terms of arm strength, a lot of people talk about Brady's Brady doesn't have a vicious arm, but his arm is good. It's good enough. It's not Aaron Rodgers, but it's a solid arm. Um, Mac Jones' arm isn't the best arm. Like it's more comparable when I watch him. Um, it's comparable to Chad Pennington. Um, for the Jets, but Chad Pennington was a dog. I, I love Chad Pennington. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Have a noodle arm, Bruh, his, Oh yeah, it's a bad. It's it's a Chad Pennington arm. That's the type of arm he does have. But Chad Pennington okay. had was a Chad Pennington was a dog though. That was that's a different dude. That's even with that arm, that dude was a dog. You couldn't tell him he didn't have an arm. That's what I loved about Chad. You couldn't tell him he didn't have an arm. Um, but yeah, that's who. That's how I look at it. But you know, a lot of people think he has the mental of a Tom Brady, and he's super accurate. I mean. It's let's see how accurate you are against NFL caliber players. I mean, defenses, because, again, when you look at because the Patriots don't have star receivers on their roster. So we're going to see if you how you can work with little um, because you're not in Alabama. Well, all your wide receivers are first round picks. You're now in New England going against top tier defenses. Uh, and let's see how you respond to it. Luckily, you have a great coach, Bill Belichick who in practice will get should get you ready and you should be ready. Um, but, you know, talent wins over everything at times. So at times, so we got to see how, how it works out. But yeah, man. Um, that's, that's very true. But I, I think one of the things that you, I'm not, I'm not going to come up here, go on here and say that Mac Jones is going to be ultra successful. And he's yeah. Be the best rookie quarterback. I know we'll discuss that a little bit later. Yeah. But um, I do think, one of the things that he does have that's going to be an advantage to him is he has two tight ends. Yeah. Um, two solid pass catching big body tight ends that make it a little bit easier because they'll, he'll be able to throw passes in between the hashes. No, I, I agree. I think, I think, you know, I think in, the, in the center of the field. Yeah, it's definitely with those two tight ends. You mm-hmm. can use those guys. To help identify coverage, no, I, make it a little bit easier for him. No, it should be. I, we all know a quarterback's best friend is the tight ends, right? So definitely, he doesn't have to worry about if if the if the tight ends do their job, right? He should have openings in that in, in that regard, and also do him a favor by running the football. You know, um, uh, Harris, um, the back, the starting run the starting run back for the the um, Patriots. You know, he's he's had a, he had a solid year last year. They can just feed the, you know feed him the rock. Um, they should be fine. I mean, they should be okay. Just the way, I, the way Bill Belichick plays. I mean, coaches, they'll 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 be in games. Uh, I don't doubt Bill Belichick. They will they will be in games. So so I guess from from your vantage point, would you say Max Jones is going to be the most impactful rookie? No, 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 no. no. Okay. The most impactful rookie is also a quarterback, yeah. but it's going to be Justin Fields. Oh, you like Justin Fields? Um, I don't believe – yeah, I, I don't believe that Andy Dalton will be starting Okay. Um, more than maybe three or four games. Mm-hmm. If you're Matt Nagy, you're the head coach, um, you're pretty much you, – you're almost on your, your, last life, your last life in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So you have to find a way to potentially prolong your – coaching career in Chicago, what better way to do that by just playing a rookie quarterback, showing that you can have, showing him progressing, getting better, and solidify yourself, solidify your um, fight as the coach next year. Yeah, I'm, Justin, so I think Justin Fields come in and he, and he does 
uh, Matt Nagy does uh, puts him in a position to win, uh, to be successful with some short passes and creates opportunities for him to get outside of the pocket and scramble. You know what, Justin Fields, I, I do agree with him, you know, backing up for, for right now um, because it's, you know, going to Ohio State and that passing offense doesn't typically kind of work out for quarterbacks in the NFL. But I will say, like, Chicago does have a situation where, you know, defensively, they're good enough where I feel like you can kind of stall time with a Justin Fields, like, right? Because what he brings to the table with his legs, and he can't throw the rock, um, but it'll give him, but, but in terms of getting used to the NFL, the NFL style of the passing, NFL style of a passing game, um, you know, it may take him some time, just like Ben Roethlisberger when he was in Pittsburgh, right? Like, it, it took him a couple, it took him a while to get used to it, but the defense kind of stalled time for him. And by the time he kind of got, you know, got used to certain things, he became a better quarterback in the team was winning football games. Um, so I think you can use, utilize Justin Fields that way and just, you know, they would have to kind of, you know, lean on Montgomery and, and the defense and then get a couple of splash plays from, um, Robinson, right? So it could work. Um, I'm not going to take that. I'm not going to knock it. I think it definitely could work. It definitely could work. Um, I actually, I forgot, I forgot that I mentioned, to mention him. I, I love Trey Lance though. Like Trey Lance looks amazing. Like I just think that Trey Lance, like, and you're talking about situations where I think, you know, where, he he can be impactful if he starts if he takes Jimmy G's job and I think he can take Jimmy G's job. Um, if he starts with Kyle Shanahan, the way Kyle Shanahan make things you know simple, and with that arm, that mobility, and uh, we've seen that here in D.C. with uh Robert Griffin the third, so how he kind of simplified the offense and kind of you know did what was best for Robert to make him, to make him want, want a household name while in D.C. Um, I think he can do that you know with with Trey Lance. Trey Lance has so much ability, can throw the football. And and just just has that if factor when you watch him. So that's a guy I think he can make a big impact. And I'll give credit when credit's due. I didn't from preseason. I didn't think you know before preseason I wasn't high on the dude. But after watching him in preseason, he has kind of like caught my attention. Um, quarterback out of for the Jets and uh, Zach Wilson out Zach of BYU. Wilson. Yeah, he's look good. I'm not going to lie. Not going to fake it. He's look good. <laughs> I won't even fact. Yeah, out of all the rookie quarterbacks, I think Trey, you 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 hit the nail on the head. Trey Lance is the guy who's probably in the best position because of the coach that he has. Mm-hmm. And you know what that coach can do yes. um, with a quarterback that's mo- you know that's kind of multi talented. You mm-hmm. know, he can run and pass and have a strong arm. Mm-hmm. And he's made and he's done well with quarterbacks, right? I mean, he's getting Matt. I mean, Matt Ryan has had his best years under him. We, I mentioned Griffin, um, Matt Schaub when he was in with the Houston Texans, right? He's done pretty well with quarterbacks over his and Jimmy G, right? So he's done really well with quarterbacks under you know, who's kind of he's who he's taken under his wings and who he's taught and mentored and whatnot. So I think there's an opportunity for this kid to learn. Now you don't have to rush him in, you know, ASAP, but you know, once he gets, once he decides to put him in, I'm sure that, um, Trey Lance will be ready. Like once he decides to say, okay, you're the starter, that means he's passed all of Kyle's tests. And then you know that he'll be ready to rock uh, for that football team, but we don't have to go to break. We can go straight to the next, uh, the next topic, next segment, excuse me. Uh, the sex, the, the Philadelphia, it's been reported that the Philadelphia 76ers, um, our Sixers forward Ben Simmons once out of Philly. Um, Will T, your thoughts about that, my man? Um, look, he he, he played his cards right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, if he wanted to get out of Philadelphia, 
than waiting until training camp starts, not saying that you want to be traded, you know, around the draft time, uh-huh. um, but pressing the issue and saying, hey, I'm not reporting the training camp was the right thing to do. I, I think um, if you've been Simmons, it's probably, you're probably at the point where you, you it's probably best for you to get a clean break uh-huh. and start somewhere else. Um, but having said that, you know, there's also things that go along with that, specifically uh, finding a trade partner that will provide Philadelphia with what they want. Uh-huh. So who would you, what, who do you think's and the I best think, trade partner? What's the best fit for Ben? Uh, best fit? I think Golden State. Ooh, I think it's would a good be fit. An ideal fit Me for too. him. Me too. That's good because one. only only because it's you know it's documented that uh, Ben Simmons from an assist standpoint creates the most three pointers, mm-hmm. right? And then you have you can play Steph Curry and you can play um, Clay Thompson when he comes back off of the ball and you know let Ben Simmons uh, handle you know bring the ball up initiate the offense. And you know, get those guys free off the of, um, backdoor cuts and you know, flare screens and motion school, you know, and within your motion set. Um, but the one thing that kind of creates the conundrum for Golden State is, you know, Philadelphia is going to want a proven all-star or a young player that's ascending to the point where he can become an all-star. And I look at that Golden State roster, you know, as impressive as Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga look in um, Summer League, you Philadelphia, you want someone who can come in right now and contribute to you getting over the hump and being a championship team. And I don't necessarily think those guys could do that. Um, So I think Golden State is one – is one place, uh, you know, of course the obvious that's kind of been floated for months, Portland, but you know, um, if you're Portland, why would you give up? Why would you make that trade? You know, you want to add someone, you know, in the trade, I mean, is Damian Lillard for Ben Simmons. Uh-huh. But if you're Portland, you're looking to add someone to play with, uh, Damian Lillard, not get rid of it at this point, you know, before you even given it a chance with Chauncey Billis as your head coach. Mm. So what about CJ McCullough? I think CJ. I mean, I, I think CJ McCullough is one of the more underrated ballers in the game. Period. He is, but you know, if you know, if, if you Philadelphia and you look, well, because you can win with CJ. I think CJ McCullough. Yeah, I, you know, Joel and B will work with Steve. You know, that skill set will work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think you know, uh, let's try this one off for size. Um, another trade. You know, because of the acquisitions that they've made, I think the Chicago Bulls would be an ideal spot for Ben Simmons. Yeah. You know, if you if you are, um, yeah, I do. I yeah. think it's, I, no, I agree. It's no, I agree. And you and you give up uh, Demar Derozan and Lonzo Ball mm. for Ben Simmons. Are you, you know, you probably okay. have to. Now I know they've given up a, a you know a couple of first round picks, but you know if you get get a first round pick from somewhere else or if you have, you know, for you know, some first round picks you're willing to give up. You know, I, I think that in Philadelphia you potentially look at that as you say, 
All right, it's not ideally what we want, but you know, these with Demar Derozan and Lonzo Ball, that puts us in a position where we can compete mm. um, for a championship, and Lonzo Ball can still grow with Joel and B. That's not a bad one either. If Chicago's willing to do it, it's not a bad one. You, I, I thought you were going to say, like, have Lonzo DeRozan and maybe a draft pick or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's team light skin for real. Right. Levine, Lonzo, no, I and Ben. To, <laughs> no, I, I think I think you I think you would have to give up Lonzo yeah. and DeRozan. You would. You would have to definitely give up. You definitely would have to give up two of them. I was actually thinking to a point when you were going to Golden State and you were talking about young players, I was thinking of – and I just, I just – I think so highly of the kid, to be honest with you. If you were going to really go that route – and I just think he can, actually I think he'd be better than Ben, and then I like Ben a lot to be honest with you. Um, in Wiseman, Wiseman and D- Draymond Green, and then see if you can kind of finagle that. But it, I mean, but I think that that's giving up a lot for the Warriors, like to have a to give a Wiseman. I just think Wiseman is going to be a a dog. Like it ain't going to be funny. Like I think I, Wiseman. I do too. I I think. Look, I I think that if you go to state. The best thing for you to do is to have a meeting of the minds with Clay, Draymond, and Seth and yeah. say, hey, you know, I know we can't compete for a championship this year yeah, with, but... with these three young guys, mm-hmm. but we have to take the time to groom and I develop agree. these guys this year because if we groom and develop these guys this year, you know, you get John, you get um, Jonathan Wiseman with a um, full year under his belt. Yeah, bro. Then, that, then next year, <laughs> you could potentially, you know. Man, he could be. It may be a, a changing of the guard, but, yeah. you know, you, you could potentially be, you know, at a point where you're saying, all right, we're competing for a championship because the Lakers will be a year older. Yep, agreed. Um, Denver. Yep, Denver. We don't just we don't necessarily know what that team could do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, um, the the Dallas Mavericks. You know, with uh, Luca and uh, Porzingis, they need to figure out what their you know how they can make it work. You know, a year from you know going into you know the twenty twenty two season, you could potentially be right back at the point you were competing for a championship if you take the time to develop. Yeah. Three young players. I don't think that they're. I don't even think they can. They don't have to. They don't have to make any moves. I'm with you, Will. Like for real, real talk. A year for Wiseman next year. Wiseman could be at a different level. Just this next, just the up for the upcoming season. Like so, you can get a more mature Wiseman who had a real camp and everything. Right. You're gonna get a better version of Wiseman. Then and and he's already ultra talented. He's ultra talented. And then you're talking about Kaminga. You talking about Kaminga and what's um cuz who played for um Moody, yeah. Kaminga uh Kaminga and Moody. Yep. Like, bruh, like you don't really have to like you can be competitive, real competitive this season, to be honest with you. Because what's gonna happen is we forget, you know, everybody trashes Andrew Wiggins, but he's still one of the better two way players in the league, right? So you got an Andrew Wiggins. Clay's gonna come back eventually this season. You're gonna be good enough to 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 do some damage in the in in, in the league. Especially later, right? When when Clay gets there. You'll be and if Draymond, you get that unit back with Iguodala, you could still do damage. Like you'll surprise a lot of people. And if you're peaking at the right time, who's to say you can't make you can't surprise folks and make it to the finals, right? Because you have that pedigree. So like then you add another year. What you said, another you know after this season, yo, you gonna be ready. You dig what I'm saying? Like you're going to be ready. So I, I'm with you, bro. Like they don't need yeah. to make any moves to get to go after a Ben Simmons. Like you're close already. And even if you get Ben this season. 
Like you probably may you, that may not even put you over the top because again you're still waiting on Clay. So you're still waiting anyway, regardless of the fact. So why not wait with your young talent that's going to probably have you win that can have you win multiple championships if cultivated if yeah. cultivated correctly. But let's go to Rondo real quick, you know, before we you know end the show off. The Lakers signed guard uh, Ray John Rondo to a one-year, $2.6 million deal. We talked about it briefly with with, my, with the homie Trev. Uh, how does this uh, signing help the team? Um, I mean, it, you you provide another ball handler um, with that second, specifically with that second unit, um, which was something that it seems as if the Lakers struggled with last season when LeBron wasn't on the court when you went to the second unit, um, a guy who can – you know, put guys in the right position and run the right sets. But I think the more interesting question is, how's that locker room dynamic going to be with Westbrook <laughs> and LeBron? Yeah, it's going to be crazy. That's the question <laughs> I want to I mean, I feel like you got dudes that gonna hold young dude, hold folks accountable. That's what I do like about it. You know, got people who are playing with an edge and confidence, and then people who won't back down. LeBron, I think that's I just think that's very important. Um, folks who. LeBron respects it. If they he says if they say something to him, that's the one thing about Rondo. Like he just he respected so Rondo so much that you know it, he just fought, he just fell in line with it. You dig what I'm saying? So I think having dudes like that are good because they check they lack of a better term they check on LeBron. And you having guys even Melo, all these dudes, it's going it's it's going to be more of a, a an equal playing field to a certain extent, right? But then also what I like about Rondo back to the initial thing of like with Rondo is that. Like he's gonna allow the second unit to rock. That was something that Dennis Schroeder didn't really do because he wanted they he they wanted him to man the second unit, but he wanted to be a starter, right? Well, Rondo was an individual, and we you saw that in their championship run that he gets those other dudes involved, you know, those other dudes to, involved to get them confident and make them start to rock. So, for instance, a guy like if Monk is on the second unit, he's gonna be able to kind of show out because Rondo's gonna look for him and kind of try to get his get his confidence going. Because he did the same thing with Kuzma when Kuzma was here. With Kuzma's in L.A., he's gonna do that for all the young dudes they do have on the roster. People like Melo, he's gonna, Melo's gonna have a good opportunity because we all know how smart Rondo is. Um, he will give Melo and he'll put Melo in situations to be successful. So I just think I like the addition of Rondo. What he's because what he's gonna allow for the second unit and some of these dudes that. These younger dudes, they're trying to, you know, make their mark in the, in the NBA. Same for uh, Horton Jr., like Horton Tucker. Like he's going to make that dude a better a better basketball player. So I think, I think that just the just, just the, the basketball IQ, IQ of Rondo and the leadership, especially when it comes to young dudes, I, 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 like, I like the signing for Rondo. I think he's going to have a big impact for the, young, for the young basketball players on the basketball team. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Like – you know, basketball season, you know, I can't wait for it. Mm-hmm. Probably, what, two? It's, it's two coming, bro. No. Um, yeah, we're already in September. We're about here before we know it. Yeah, we're about here in September. The season well, starts tomorrow, in October, yeah, right? September, yep. So we, the season starts uh, in October, right? So. Yep. And we, it's a uh, natural 82-game yep. season, right? We're not doing that half stuff, but like 82 games, right? <laughs> yep, 82, 82 games. Yeah. Yep, October 3rd is uh-huh. the start of the season. See? And that Lakers, means – Net. Yep. And oh no, no. Excuse me. No, no. That's the preseason. Preseason. That's okay. When the preseason starts. That's still close enough, bro. Um, I believe the regular. I believe the regular season starts. Um. Uh. Yeah, regular season starts October nineteenth. Yeah, I'm telling you, bro. It's 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 here. Like I'm not here, but you know what I mean. We're gonna start. 
really basketball season is going to be right around the corner. It's going to come like it's going to be here, it's going to be here so fast, and then we're going to get to see some of these rookies play. You know what I'm saying? Because it's going to be it's going to be dope, man. I'm 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 very excited. Not speaking just as a Laker fan, but speaking in general, just so many things, so many storylines. And we just talked about like I can't wait to see Clay Thompson. The Christmas games look lit. There's so many storylines, man. So many. So I'm with yep. you, bro. Basketball season right, right around first, the corner. I mean, but we but, but first we gotta, you know, wait for basketball season to start. Facts, bro. Facts, yeah. Bro. Yeah, and that's two more weeks. Two more weeks, bro. Two more weeks. You know, then, then we get that Thursday, that Thursday night game. Was it Cowboys Tampa, right? I believe yep. it's, okay. I, yeah. So, oh yeah, I can't wait because I can I can drag Cowboy fans after Tom Brady's done with him. All right, subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, tune in iHeartRadio and Google Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also, tweet us at Urban Sports Scene and hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Check out the home of the Urban Sports Scene, Empire at Empire dot Empire sorry Empire Media at EmpireMedia.com. And this show can be found at, on Podcast DC. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all the Empire Media, the Empire Media shows, as well as other great content. Hey, Amen. Always appreciate you all for listening to us. Always appreciate the homie Will T. You know what I'm saying? That's my guy. Um, so Will T. Anything you want to say to the good people, the swell people? Nah, man. Um, you know, it's always fun. You know, getting on here doing the show with you, man. You know, um, it was great to have Trevor on. Yeah. You know meet them um but you know another yeah, gracious that's, that's, that's about it man that's you about know. it man hey man uh everyone yeah. have a safe labor day you know stay safe yeah you stay know, safe follow the guidelines out here you know don't yeah. don't be like cam that's why he lost his job um yeah man follow these guidelines covid's covid's real <laughs> yes it is covid is real hey anyway you've been listening to the urban sports scene for ages. Yeah, dig. Deuces. Hey, Mega, lead us out, big homie. Peace.